0: Blue and you don't know where to go to Why don't you go where fashion sits Putting on the ritz Different types who wear a day coat Pants with the stripes and cut away coat Perfect fits Putting on the ritz Dressed of like a million dollar true try Trying hard
1: to... Hey everybody, welcome back to The Hustle. It's John Lamoureux. Okay, as I mentioned before, the next three weeks are going to be guests that were known by one name. And this week's guest is the one and only Taco. You remember Taco? He had that gigantic hit in 1983 when his cover of "Putting on the Ritz reached number four in America. That was basically all there was in terms of his American success. What's interesting, though, and you probably don't know this, is that he's remained very active in Europe and throughout the rest of the world ever since. We talk a lot about that in here. He actually at one point had a decision to make. Do I continue to try and really break America or do I go all in in Europe and the rest of the world? And he chose Europe. So we talk about the effects of that decision. We talk about what fame was like at its peak. We talk about the good old days, his love of old Hollywood, which of course influences all of his music all that kind of stuff. Really interesting guy. His real name, by the way, is Taco ocracy So if you didn't know this, Taco is his literal, true, given name. I want to mention one thing. I was supposed to talk to Taco almost a year ago, and I miscalculated the time difference between him and me, and I missed it. It's the one and only time that I've ever done that. And so It took about a year to finally get back into Taco's good graces. I'm so glad he allowed me back in. He is a really funny guy. And I get the feeling that he thinks I'm nuts. Sometimes I talk to these people and I get the impression that they think I'm a lunatic and Taco's one of those people. But he was a lot of fun. He called me from his home in Hamburg. Taco, you play
2: A key role for me in my life. I remember very distinctly putting on the Ritz, being on the radio when I was about nine or ten years old, and that is when you're starting to kind of become aware that there are songs that you like, and they get played every so often on the radio. And if you keep listening to the radio, you might hear them and you see. I I remember Solid Gold. Remember the show Solid Gold? Oh yeah, uh, that was fun. Yeah. Right. See, I remember stuff like this. So you're one of these key figures that's you're there at the beginning of my kind of blossoming into music appreciation. So I thought, well, I want to hear more about Taco. And to be honest, I heard you on another podcast a while back, Revenge of the 80s, I think, and you were so good. And I thought, if I ever get a chance to talk to Taco, I want to, I want to take that opportunity. So Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, though, where a guy like you with this unique act or this unique sense of style and artistry, where do you even come, Where? who gives you a record deal? Because you remind me a little bit of kind of what Klaus Nomi was doing back then, you know, this sort of... Yes, he inspired
3: room. me very much. Listen to me, baby, you got to understand, you're old enough to learn the makings of a man. Am
0: I asking too much for you to stick around? Every boy wants a girl.
3: 22. Oh, that's
2: great! Oh, good. Tell me about it.
3: Well, uh, when I, you know, was thinking about this image thing, you know, how are you, how are you going to do this song? Before I had done Ritz, uh, my first record uh, deal was with uh, Polydor in Germany with a German song for for the uh, Grand Prix. Uh, Eurovision Song Contest? Oh, sure, yeah. And uh, that flopped mega. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what's the biggest flop of my life? Hör mich schon
0: wieder davon an Ich bin noch lange nicht dein Mann Du gehst zu weit Träume brauchen Zeit Du wirst die Sterne uns heute gleich Du wirst mich stark und bist nicht reich, du gehst zu weit, Träume brauchen Zeit. Hey Baby, komm, lass uns fliegen, ich will nicht sein und nicht lügen. Sag Hallo zum Risiko, siehst du nicht mehr Pfeifenflüge? Baby, komm, lass mich schweben, du wirst sehen, das ist mein Leben, Einerlei, ich bin dabei.
3: After that, you know, I I really had to go in the closet and go. Oh my God, what am I going to do now? This is the end right. of a very short career. So I I was thinking about you know you must really change your image. You have to change your name and all that. And, uh-huh. and a good friend of mine, a choreographer, said to me, Nah, you don't change your name. You have to put up with that all your life. They'll find out anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> Right. But okay, but then, you know, I'd done a lot of theater work before that, and we had just uh, done a show called uh, Chicago, and in that show, you know, uh, I had that kind of, you know, image, you know, with the makeup, you know, 20s mm-hmm. and all that, mm-hmm. and then I saw Klaus Nomi, of course, and, and I said, oh, my God, that's exactly what I wanted, you know, a spacey really? uh, tuxedo and all that. Yeah, and I go, damn, you know, you've he, done it already, and <laughs> right? So uh, I thought, okay, then you know, just stick to the 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 extreme makeup and go with the tux, so at least you don't have problems, you know, with the with your costumes.
2: So your record deal, though, came in Germany, right? You remain headquartered there, but I mean, you were basically a German artist at the time. And you got yeah. your deal through there, and the popularity of Ritz kind of expanded your footprint throughout the world, bringing you to places like America. And do I have that right?
3: Yeah, but you, you know, John, it's such a f- funny story. You know, nobody wanted this song. I went shopping with Ritz really? forever, and nobody was interested at all. And then at that point, oh, a coworker at Pier Southern, Went out with the the boss of uh, uh, what do you call it uh, RCA in Germany, uh-huh. and the deal was like, okay, if you buy these artists, you know, then you have to take Taco too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's you were the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh And from there, you know, it, it, it's a, it's such a crazy story because uh, I was never really in that in that sense, you know. Uh, an RCA artist, because mm. they put out the single, and they did nothing for it. No promotion, nothing. Really? And I got so frustrated that um, my dad is in, in the fashion business, you know, we, we uh-huh. opened a boutique together, hockey sportswear, oh, wow. and and I would given up, you know, and, and all of a sudden I got, a, about a half a year later, I got a phone call from uh, Pierre Southern and said, uh, hey, "Would you mind doing some promotion in Sweden?" Uh-huh. I go, uh, "Sweden? Uh, yeah, well, okay." <laughs> and uh, I fly over there, and there's a Rolls at the at the airport. Wow. And at night, uh, you know, I I just had the you know single out. I was in this club, and all the guys were in tuxedos, the girls in in gowns. Really? And I go, "Oh my God, what's going yeah. on?" And here I just have this little single, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I I go out and say, okay, give them the glam, and I put on nice. all that makeup. And they made me yeah. sing it about five times. Of course. And when I left Sweden, the LP had gold status. Really? And I didn't even have a fucking LP. <laughs> no way. What? <laughs> so this was so crazy. So I come back to Germany. We had like two weeks to produce an uh, After Eight, the LP, uh-huh. and <laughs> and then uh, all of a sudden, you know, it, uh, it, you know, it started to to take off in in Scandinavia, then Germany. Wow. And it, this was so crazy. And and this and and then when I was finally ready to go on, on holidays. Uh-huh. Because, it, I mean, we're talking about, you know, the, the times before uh, MTV. You had to be in every country. And I was pooped. I was so tired. And I said, I have to have a break now. And uh-huh. then I heard it was bubbling under in the United States. Wow. But not because the states wanted it, but Canada had brought it out. Oh, And, really? was, and they were exporting so many records to the United States that RCA New York said, Uh, I think we better promote it here and and, and, and make money on it. (laughs) Right, right.
2: But prior to that, so I'm imagining, forgive me for interrupting, but I I I want to kind of clarify a picture here. You've put out a single, and it's not doing anything. What are you doing prior to Sweden? Are you just kind of sitting in your little apartment waiting for the phone to ring? Or are you out there? What are you doing?
3: uh, Well, I, I come from the theater, so oh I mean, sure
2: sure sure yeah you're
3: right you're right. I, I okay. started. Uh, let me see. I, I I when I came to Germany, I went to first to acting school.
2: That's right. And
3: and then to make some money, I I went to the theater here and uh, I worked as an extra. Got it. Okay.
0: Okay. And we have a, you know, in
3: Germany, you have a big re- repertoire system. It's also subsidized by the state, and and I made I made good money, and then and oh, good, then the-
2: okay, so you you're fine. You you've got a day job, so to speak, and that you can do, and you're you continue to do while your music career is just barely kind of floundering, getting off the ground.
3: Yeah. And, okay. and that oh, all just cool. came by chance. And, and uh, I, yeah. I met my, my my first producers and all that through the theater, of course. And uh, okay. you know, I did a lot of demos before that, and uh, nothing really took off. Were your other demos, were
2: they, was the plan always to redo, you know, classic swing songs from the 1920s and everything like that? Was that to kind of modernize them? Was that always the plan? Or was it that I have two weeks, I have to put an album together. I'm having success. We put on the Ritz. Let's keep doing a lot of that kind of stuff. People seem to like it.
3: No, that that was a spur of the moment thing because really, because
2: that's been your career. That was the rest of your career. So that spur know, of the moment decision impacted what you would do from then on,
3: right? Yeah, well, that's a weird thing, you know, because the the first demos I made to to, to get a, a record deal was with uh, you know solid rock music. That's what and, I wanted uh, to know. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. My my first uh, band, which I toured with here in Germany, was uh, Taco's Biz, and, and, and we would do all kinds of stuff from uh, Chic, you know. Oh, yes. Nice. And uh, it, it was, a, you know, a soul rock uh, yeah. formation. She was
0: born to be a mother. Yes, the doctor, grandpa, show sure. If it's done,
3: Yeah, and the first songs, even that I wrote, you know, were in that vein, but like uh, I told you, nobody was interested in it. Yeah. I didn't get a deal for that. And just by chance, I recorded this German song for the Grand Prix. Uh-huh. And uh I had my first TV show with that, and before you know it, you know, oops, here I am stuck with a a contract, you know, to uh-huh. to sing German songs. Uh-huh. And I had to beg the company to get out of that contract. Really? So here I am with a with a multi million dollar contract that would have, you know, started my uh, a, a huge career as a German singer and yeah. I and as a youngster of uh, of nineteen twenty I have to I have to go to the big boss and say, Please, can we rip up this contract? Are you nuts? You know, yeah. but, but, you yeah. know uh, on page five, you know, there was a uh, uh, a line that said, hey, you're you're always going to have to sing German Schlager music. Oh, wow. And that was not my thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So Ritz just came as an idea. You have to do something completely different. And at that time uh, in Germany, we had the electropop music coming up, sure. you know. Sure. So I thought... Uh, because I grew up with all these swing classics. You know, at home you, you played all that all that music and uh, in high school, you know, I, I'd done musicals and all that. So that kind of music w- uh, wasn't strange to me. I, I like it, right. you know? Right, right. And then it was the idea, let's do it like in, you know, with, with uh, yeah, synthy pop. Yeah. Concert. Yeah. Very
2: cool. There's more going on there. It's a little kind of subversive almost. I mean, you listen to something like, putting on the ribs or cheek-to-cheek, I think especially.
0: Heaven, I'm in heaven And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak And I seem to find the happiness I seek When we're out together dancing cheek-to-cheek Heaven, I'm in so that I can hardly speak, and I seem to find the happiness I seek when we're out together dancing cheek to cheek. cheek to cheek. Oh, I love to climb a mountain and to reach the highest peak, but it doesn't thrill me half as much as dancing cheek to cheek. Oh, I love to go a fishing in a river or a creek. But I don't enjoy it half as much as dancing cheek to cheek Dance with me, I'm on my own about you The charm about you will carry me through to heaven I'm in heaven And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak And I seem to find the happiness I seek
2: Together dancing cheek to cheek. There, hmm. it's, it's got a slight layer of darkness. I mean, you, think, you see a guy in his tuxedo and the makeup singing swing songs, and you think, oh, that's fun. That's a novelty or whatever. But there's actually in the music some subversiveness going on beneath the surface, I think, anyway. That's another reason why it reminds me of Klaus Nomi, because there's this other thing going on that you're probably not aware of. So I uh, I think that's a really interesting. Now, did you have you ever felt kind of like, man, do I have to keep singing these swing songs? Can I write my own stuff? Can I branch out at all? Or have you been like, I love this, and I'm happy to have this kind of career, and these never get old. And where do you
3: fall on that? Well, it, I, I don't know if, if you're aware of it, but uh, as of the second LP. Let's face the music, I already uh, uh, spread out and, and, and did what I really wanted to do.
0: Oh, Sounds like okay. Where
3: Did Our Love Go with a with brass uh, section on it. Of. on youtube there are a lot of songs out there which are completely di- different and have, have nothing to do with swing yes and and, um, and there a are a lot of your... songs that i wrote myself okay good yeah
2: i knew that you had written some again it's like after eight i think is the only th- uh, that's the only album i've ever even been able to find okay, let play yeah. the music i think i found online somewhere almost none of them are on amazon or for sale or anything thankfully like you mentioned your website streams a lot of your music so that's where i have even gotten the context to know what the rest of your stuff sounds like okay so tell me about coming to america was that the goal was that just one stop on a whirlwind world tour for
3: you it it, it was awesome and really spooky, uh, to say it's, uh, i mean uh To put it straight on the line, I I was, you know, this shy European cat, you know, and all of a sudden Uh they tell you, you have to go to the States. And I go, oh, my God. Uh I don't think I can handle this. Uh (laughs) And and it was a trip from day one. I had to sign with an American management. okay. Otherwise, I couldn't have been able to work there, you know, got the green card. And then I, I come to... Uh, L.A. and uh, you know they put me up in, in in the house in Bel Air, right on top. And I go, Oh my God, this isn't real. And yeah. a band, you know, had been put together for me, and they had everything prepared. My premiere was at a private party in, in Los Angeles really? where uh Sammy Davis was there as guest what? What? and I go, wow. Oh my god, I can't see in front of these people, you know, and, and Yeah. It, it it was incredible. It was it was wow. mind boggling. And and okay. and then I did all these shows like the Bob Hope show. Uh, his annual show he just did, you know, And in Berkeley. Yeah. I go, Oh my god and then you know, he comes up to me and he says, "Oh God, I thought you you were some old guy, a young guy." And I go, uh, "Yes, Bob. Uh, uh, you know, you just don't know what to say." <laughs> yes, Bob. I am a
2: young guy. That's great. Yeah. Um, I love it. So you relocated to the states. How long were you here?
3: All in all, I think uh, it was something over uh, over half a year with all okay. the touring okay. and and and. Uh, yeah, and, and going around and, and, you know, preparing the show and, and getting sure. that together.
2: Now, one of the things I like to talk about with, with my guests are, like, the bigger shows they did back in the day. Did, did you? I don't even know because I was so little. Did you tour with After Eight? Were you the opening act for, I don't know, whatever, Kraftwerk or something? I mean, what were you
3: no, What were I you was doing my own act.
2: I, I you did. were, okay, so you were out there leading, you were a headliner, okay. Yeah,
3: I was headliner, and the only show I, I shared was with, oh, what's his name again, who, who did, well, my baby comes me, I go to Rio.
2: Oh, Peter um, Allen?
3: Yeah. And you he did was a show so with p- Peter Allen? Yeah, I did a Peter Allen, yeah, and I opened for Peter Allen, and he was so pissed off because I always end my show with singing in the rain. Other uh-huh. people just didn't want to let me go, and he pulled the plug. <laughs> oh, man,
2: what? I'm not okay. going to have
3: Taco upstaging me, right? So let's
2: get this guy out of here. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> oh, that's classic. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Putting on the Ritz reaches number four, I believe, in the States, and it's as big or bigger around the rest of the world. I don't even know. Was there a second single off of After Eight?
3: I think they brought out Cheek to Cheek also in the states. Okay. Because I know I, I remember doing uh, Solid Gold again with Cheek to Cheek. Okay. And um, yeah, and then you know I okay I had a lot of hassles with my management, and uh, you know I don't want to. Dish too much dirt there, you know. Sure. You can sure read that. it in my in my, my biography. <laughs> right, right, right. There's uh, a lot of good info on there. Okay. Yeah. Did, did okay. actually did you read it? Stars of Eighties, the the book by James Arena, Stars of Eighties, Dance Pop, the European edition. No. It's really cool. He he did a great job. He he has uh, featuring interviews with over fifty international music legends.
2: Oh man. I would love that. You're featured yes. in there?
3: Yeah, I mean and there too, you know, with people okay. uh, interviews with Pete Burns from Dead of Alive. Oh, I love uh, it.
2: Yeah.
3: Amy Stewart. Very uh, so cool. Many people. Yeah, look into and and Mel okay. Brooks. And, oh uh, wow. Oh yeah. Man. It's a really okay. cool book and, and James and I are, are working now on, on my memoirs. Um, oh um, yes. Yeah, we're that stuck. would be fascinating. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, right now in the In the baby years.
2: I don't even know. Again, forgive me for having a limited American view of your entire career. Because it's continued on ever since. But were there some particular highlights? Like, did you meet any heroes? Or did you play any particularly memorable shows? I mean, you mentioned being on stage there with Bob Hope. Were there some other stories like that that were just, like, mind-blowing as they're happening? Well,
3: okay. I mean, one of the coolest things was of, of course meeting Sammy Davis Jr and getting yeah, to talk yeah. to him yeah and uh speaking to Irving Berlin who was oh, 100 wow. years old at that time i mean sure wow okay. and 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 and, he, and here's this legend talking to little old me uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and telling me how great what a great rendition i did of his song yeah. and you know you know another yeah. uh speechless moment at the telephone totally god i met yeah i met so many people and i or i remember uh, sitting uh in boston waiting to do the uh, good morning boston show it was freezing and and here oh. i sit all alone
2: uh-huh. waiting
3: with the uh, gloria Gaynor. oh really yeah oh uh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah or, or uh in New York uh, with Annie Lennox, you know, waiting to to, oh, upstairs, nice. uh, to to get to pick up my gold record. So many, so many artists, and and uh, yeah, it, it's such a small world. And, and
2: yeah, very cool. Here you were. I mean, you just must have felt so plugged in, like my life just exploded into this other world,
3: right? Yeah. It's, uh, but you know, when you're going through it, you know, you're just trying to stay healthy and 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 to keep your brains together, because like I told you, MTV uh, didn't come until a couple of years later. So I was constantly on the road because it was released in over forty three countries, and you had to be there, and you yeah. had to do, you know you had to do it live, and and uh, you know to pull off a show like a Solid Gold, you you would have like only one day of rehearsal with the dancers. There's just just no time. And it, yeah. for instance, back back in the eighties. In in mo- most of the countries, uh, you'd have uh, to take a couple of days uh, of of rehearsals. Uh-huh. You know, it it wasn't uh, so so that was completely new to me uh, to go to the United States, where you'd go into a studio whilst you were rehearsing. You know, there would be an audience coming in and out. You know, who paid for it, and uh, that was something I wasn't used to at all. You know, I yeah. I, I was spoiled yeah. here here in Europe. You know. To put on a big show with uh, choreography and all that, we'd have a week time, you know. Yeah, sure, and, sure. And here it was like, oh so no, no, we're taping it uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. You go, oh. oh my god! And, and you got to get you know, ready. Yeah, and you have to function. Yeah. Well, when you uh, or when we were uh, doing the tour, that would mean doing all the promotional work in the daytime, you know, radio interviews, yeah, or sure. of it. and at night I'd be doing a, a live show and then flying, uh, you know, uh, with the last uh, private jet, you know, to go uh, somewhere else. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you know, you, uh, you couldn't really enjoy it. You, you know, you're just right. saying, please, Lord, i got a function.
2: <laughs> I know. Can I s- give, it, give me an extra hour of sleep, please? Yeah. Did you feel as if the label or your management, you'd mentioned having some issues or whatever, were not pushing... Uh, cheek-to-cheek cheek or any other single after that, did you notice a kind of a change in momentum or were things still going so good throughout the rest of the world that it didn't feel like there was a dip?
3: Well, a, a, a big dip came came for me when my German uh, company said, listen, if you want to keep your career going at that level, you have to move to the United States. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything for you any uh, anymore here in Europe. And that was a, a really tough decision to make, although I feel like a second-hand American, which is really uh-huh. funny because I went to American schools nearly all my life. How can I put it? I'm, I'm too European, you uh-huh. know, in, in the core of me to have made that decision and to have mm-hmm. to start all over again because they yeah. said, okay, you know, go to New York, g- get an apartment, and... Uh, it, it's your ball game, you know. You have to yeah. do it. Yeah. And I, I wasn't willing to do that at that point. Uh, yeah. Did you I know done when
2: it. you could have right? Did you yeah. know then that you were basically deciding that you were sort of trading American success for worldwide or European success? Did you? I mean, I don't yeah. know for sure, but I assume that the decision was almost that delineated. You could either try and. Blossom further in the states by moving there, or you can yeah. ignore that and just keep building on what you've got going on in Europe. And you chose yeah. that. Was the choice that black and white?
3: Yes, definitely. It definitely. was.
2: Yeah. It was. Okay. And, uh, Have you ever regretted making that choice?
3: To be honest, not really, because okay. I, 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 when you get a taste of, you know, in parentheses, uh, you know, big time success, it is a, ver- a very lonely kind of life sure Cause, you really? know nobody really gives a fuck about you i mean I, uh, you know I'd, I'd be going to all these parties and nobody really cared i mean i was at joan collins private house I i, <laughs> I went to parties and met uh, Eddie murphy you know and you wow. always have a promoter on your hand saying hey i'd like to introduce you to and uh, you might if we take a picture together yeah. and you go yes and 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 the, you know you get the tabloids saying oh they had a sure. great time Right. Uh, at this and this party, and <laughs> you go, huh? Yeah. I don't even really talk, you know. <laughs> yeah. No actual personal connection, is Nate? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had a big problem in, in, in the states. Uh, I w- also wrote it in the book. You know, my nature is, you know, when I, I even when I'm talking to you, you know, uh, somebody uh, was always constantly saying to me, oh, "Well, let's not get too deep." Oh really something yeah uh, you know because when i speak to somebody you know i, I uh-huh. give them their full attention i i like yeah. to know you know yeah what's up with you what are you doing and it's oh, it always a matter of hey taco uh, let's not get too deep oh interesting and, and it's something very european you know here that's what you're out for you know yes. to get to know people and, and not to be that superficial
2: exactly
3: and maybe you know, that's why I I didn't I just didn't want to stay. I was so glad to come back, you know, and yeah. and uh it, it's that's not the price I want to pay, you yeah. know, to to be out there and yeah, it's uh, not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's
2: uh,
3: Yeah. It might be called showbiz, but I you know, <laughs> you need some direction.
2: But interaction. I want to have fun.
3: Yeah, but yeah. I want to have fun, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah,
2: I hear you. That's so interesting. I'm the same way. I'm just terrible at small talk. Which is funny because I have this podcast. Which is, but that's kind of the point: is that I don't want to do small talk. I want to, want to dig a little deeper and make and really try to connect with someone, really hear their story. You know, get the deeper yeah. story. So, man, I'm the same way. I would never have guessed because you know most people in show business, they're used to just kind of bouncing around between people and making very brief, small connections, however feeble those might be. You wanted more. I think that's really fascinating.
3: Yeah, and, and, and you meet other artists, too, and, and the, you know, and most of them are such egomaniacs, and everything is focused around their career and, you know, what they're going to yeah. wear and what they're going to do. It's just not my thing, you know?
2: Yeah, very cool. I like that. I think that's great, and that you recognize that. Okay, so your second album comes out. That's really hard to find.
0: Beware of. If one or two hit the gutter, beware of the winners. No one knows what they're heading for, always on the move. Play dice with life and they love it. Lady Luck's the only companion, they'll call our right. She smiles. Tightrope of success, so beware of the winners. They'll make you sign your soul away. They dice with life
2: and they love it, never leave on a trace. Did it even come out in the States or um, did it come out and was it sort of, was it just as successful? Was it keeping things going in Europe and other parts of the world where you were more focused? I don't even know what the fate of that album was.
3: <laughs> I don't know either. Oh, really? I know that. It, I know that. Let's say some music came out in the states, but they didn't take me over or fly me over to do promotional work for them. Oh, okay. Because I didn't have management anymore at that time. Okay. Okay. And and that's always the problem. You know, you, you yeah. just can't fly over to the states. You you have to have that all oh, the whole entourage behind you. Sure. Yeah. There's a whole machine back there.
2: Okay. Yeah. So when it comes out, it's basically just on record store shelves for a little while to see whoever wants to buy this can buy it. But you're not getting promotion in the states. I don't remember any hearing anything on the radio. But yeah. are you? But you're doing everything is just great, just as good in Europe and everywhere else.
3: Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And even all the records or CDs. Uh, yeah. That came after that. So. Uh, okay. Okay,
2: well, good. See, that's the thing that I don't know if people know that. You've maintained this steady career. You know, your website calls you a singer, entertainer, actor, composer, songwriter, scriptwriter, producer. What makes up Taco's day? What do you do? What have you been doing to kind of, you know, maintain this career?
3: Well, I've worked with a lot of uh, co-authors. We've written a lot of songs. I've I've worked with writers. We've, we've written uh, screenplays. Okay, um, that's what I wanted to
2: ask you about. Are these German movies?
3: Uh, yeah, in, in, in okay. German. And okay. And then I've done a lot of theater work after that. I, I okay. played Shakespeare rock and roll in Berlin. Yeah. Uh, on a, so uh, whenever something good comes up, and and now uh, there, uh, I, I've done a lot of uh, shows in 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 the East, you know, from Russia okay. in Moscow, yep. okay, uh, big shows, and and the Romania, those were all countries I couldn't visit back in the eighties because of the yeah. Iron Curtain. Now there's a very interesting project coming up. I've been invited uh, to Vienna to to open the, the premiere of a, a big American uh, dance school, which is uh, really starting worldwide called the Fred Astaire Dance Academy. Interesting.
2: Yeah, you'd be yeah. perfect for
3: that. Yeah, you're that the perfect guy a, to have that. That's great. Yeah, and they want to do a new rendition of, of Ritz with me in in a uh, electro swing version. Interesting, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so that, that'll be fun, you know.
2: Cool, cool. I don't want to be insensitive, but we do talk about money a little bit on here, just how people kind of pay their bills and stuff like that. Ritz, not being your song, I mean, I'm sure that's been your calling card. That's the, probably your biggest hit, at least to us over here. Yeah. Have you, you know, with it not being yours, you, I'm imagining, having to sort of share or a big portion of royalties are going to songwriters for your version of that song. Has it been able to sustain you all along financially, or did the success of it just allow you to have a career that was successful on its own? I don't know. Does that make sense? I guess what I'm asking is, do you still make a lot of money or have a lot of success strictly from
3: writs? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, okay. uh, the 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 Berlin family, or, or its trust, <laughs> they're yeah. making all the money. Okay. But it, 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 it's okay. You know, I, I, sure. I, I knew from day one that when you have a record contract, you know, that uh, well, at least in Germany, uh, more than half of uh, your salary goes to the taxes <laughs> oh goodness yeah so i yeah. i i played it safe and you know and i i, I invested everything uh, in, in a good way good
2: so good. uh okay.
3: it's a comfortable life but it's, okay uh, good. Yeah, I, i'm not a i'm not a multimillionaire or something like that
2: no okay well <laughs> so, see that's why i think it's interesting when someone's biggest hit is a cover because it's different if there's you know there's yeah. other people involved in the, yeah. your financial success and so that's why i wanted to ask specifically i hope that wasn't too personal or anything but i just was no. curious how the what the logistics are of having a big hit that someone else wrote no 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 it, it's it's
3: um, okay. i was able to afford to uh, a house and uh, right. and like i said and and you have to kn- you know, have to be realistic and you have to be able to say, okay, how much do you need really to live and, you know, and, right. and not just spend it and throw it out, which uh, a lot of young artists do because they have no yeah. clue, you know, or they think That's their com- career might go on forever. And I have a lot of help there. And, and like I right. said, I have friends, you know, who keep me keep me grounded and uh, right. that that is important.
2: Good. Good deal. Do you ever get offers to play like '80s Rewind festivals or regeneration tours or anything like that?
3: Well, yeah, and TV shows.
2: I, uh oh, okay. Last
3: summer, I did a big, big uh, revival show. It was all about the '80s again, and uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Occasionally, you know, we, we all get we all see each other, you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. So that's a lot of fun, you know. Well, cool. Well, this was fun. Okay, so i got to ask you
2: just two more questions that I pretty much ask everybody. You may have already answered these to, uh, in, to some degree, but when you look back on your career, what is just the most mind-blowing memory? Like, I cannot believe this happened to me. It might be Bob Hope or Sammy Davis, or maybe it's been something even since then that we haven't talked about. And then what would be your biggest regret? What do you wish you had done differently that might have changed – you know, the scope of your career, not that it needed much changing because you've been successful ever since.
3: Oh, wow. What would be right up there? Mm. I think it's, it's generally the, the, the life that has been offered to me.
0: Really? You know, you,
3: you sing one song and then you get to see the whole world. And uh, you know, I'm 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 honestly very interested in in, in countries and, and and cultures and and meeting different people. Who would have ever thought that I would be invited to the White House and get to see all the private rooms and meet the Reagans? You know, you're going, oh my God, look at little old me, you know. And then all these wonderful artists I I I got to meet, you know, really. Wonderful people, and yeah, there's no reason okay. to regret that. You know, you get to see. Yeah. uh I, I got to see everything from the top and uh, <laughs> and from the bottom, and I I can cope with uh, everyone, and and that's yeah. so wonderful. Cool.
2: You mentioned the bottom. Has has there ever been you know a lean period in in the career of Taco, or has it been pretty consistent all along?
3: Of course, it's it's not the big jet set thing at the moment, uh, uh-huh. but that's okay too. I mean, I'm now in my sixties, and and uh, I, I to be honest with you, John, I I'm happy. I'm I'm not jet setting around the world anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had your time. Of... <laughs> I yeah. I always say, you know, leave that to the youth, you know. But yeah. I don't want to live out of my suitcase anymore. I mean, we had times where we really had no time to even, you know, wash, uh, you know, the costumes. I would have tuxedo shirts, you know, would take-off collars. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. That's true. I never thought of that. I, with all that makeup, I imagine the collars of all your tuxedo shirts are just brown. With, uh, I know. Yeah, they just stayed forever, you know. Forever, yeah. You know?
3: And, yeah, and when you when, when you dread around, you know, you go through all these time zones, so you have to yeah. pack winter clothes, summer clothes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's a real bummer. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh man. Well, that's cool. Okay. And you probably, I mean, you probably know have known since you were little that entertaining was what you wanted to do. I mean, I don't you've never done anything else. Was that always the plan to just I want to be some kind of an entertainer, whether it's a writer or an actor or a singer.
3: No, I was pushed into it. It's really funny. really uh, yeah, because uh, I'm like I tell you, I'm I'm, I'm a shy guy, and, and the stage is a, uh, a wonderful yeah, outlet, you know, to 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 be able to do something that you're not. <laughs> uh-huh. Right.
2: Interesting. Uh, I would never have guessed. You don't seem shy. You're probably, oh, to,
3: yes. you're probably used to Oh, God, I die before I have to go on stage. It, it's it's really? terrible. Oh. Every, every time I go out, I say, oh, God, what am I doing here? <laughs> and, and when I see that staircase, I go, no! <laughs> I have to do it again. Oh, oh man. That's I, classic. I just, yeah, about four years ago, I did this huge show in Moscow for 60,000 people, and I go, oh, my God, they had this pyrotechnics and and dancers, and, you know, who are all 18, 19, Uh and I'm going, oh, my God, how am I going to pull this thing off? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But you
2: probably nailed it. You've been doing this forever, right? Or Or have there been times when you didn't? Did you ever fall down
3: those stairs? No. That, oh, well, good. I, actually, I have. I fall. I, I've fallen flat on my ass uh, before, so it has happened. But, but not on TV. No, no, no. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh gosh, Heaven forbid, right? <laughs>
3: That's great. Everything has happened on stage. Pants ripped. Oh man. Oh, so. Uh, I can imagine But now when I work with choreographers I always tell, you know, you make them work and uh, yes. you just yes. move you know, move me in and move me yeah. out.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: If the people around me are dancing really well, that
2: makes yeah. me look better, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right, got it. Okay. So what does the day in the life of Taco look like now? I mean what when you wake up in the morning, what what's your what's your plan? What do you do?
3: No, Make it, some
2: tea it's and some breakfast, and feed the dogs, yeah,
3: or, and easy. then okay. It's easy going. It's, it's uh, I get up pretty early, and uh, then I sit and uh, do my mails. And uh-huh. I, I love talking to all my friends on Facebook. And, and, yeah, and they send me the funniest clips, and, and I, <sighs> I try to pick, you know, I pick and choose which clip would be good for A and for uh, B. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have noticed I follow you on there. You're you're very active and you always send fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'm I'm amazed at at what's out there and um there's some really nice followers and and, and one even put out a lot of stuff on 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 the uh YouTube, a, a lot of demos, even demos oh, that I sent out. Okay. If you go to Taco Fans, written in okay. one word, you can hear songs that have never been released. Oh wow. But that I'm did very proud of one song at the moment that uh you know you try to get different record deals and and sure you know you see so you put out demos but but they didn't they didn't like it so you keep on you know you keep on trying yeah. and uh, we'll see what happens now with this new rendition, okay, and, yeah I noticed uh,
2: on Spotify there's not i mean again going back you know your albums are actually really hard to find, but there are reworked versions of Ritz. There's one oh, I just listen to it it's a duet you and
3: Rosé that's right yeah yes I did not know I recorded song. that.
2: You didn't know you recorded that? What does that mean?
3: That's so funny. I I got a call the other day from from these producers. Hey, we're bringing this song out you you, you recorded. And I go, "Huh?" I I I swear to god, I I completely forgotten that. Really? See, th- yeah, because that's what happens. You know, you, you record so many songs over the years. And I uh, I've worked with so many people. Uh it, you know, it didn't necessarily ca- came out, but you did it at some point. Right. I mean it's the same thing, you know, with, with, with Beatles songs coming out uh, yeah. after so many years and they don't remember. <laughs> right, true.
2: So you recorded it and someone took the master of that and probably produced a kind of a dance track or a you know, a yeah. ballad or whatever and brought this I forget her name but that lady in to sing yeah. over it. But this is and years ago. So,
3: yeah. I did this years ago. So I, I really do, didn't remember it.
2: Oh, that's fascinating.
3: Wow. And right now, I, I I was thinking, you know, uh, you know, to bring out a, a, a CD with uh, Remastered and Reloaded, you know, because I have yeah. so many songs that have never been released.
2: I bet. And are they it, you, also, your own songs that you've written? Yeah. Is that your stuff, cause, again, I, I don't know for sure, because I haven't been able to hear every album, but it seems like, you know, covers are more your thing. It would be really fascinating to hear... An album of original taco material,
3: you know. Yeah, it's uh, well. I, I put a lot of songs out there. So if if you, if you go to uh, www.taco.tc, taco tc, right. <laughs> there's a lot out there. Uh, okay, yeah, that's where I get that's where I get most. Not of a, not only videos but also music uh, that okay. that have never been released, and there's also a lot of songs on Taco Fams. Okay. Which Tracy Cer- Cersei brought out, and uh, yeah, and that's what, uh, and I've held back a lot of songs that, in the hope that maybe, you know, we can bring it out one day before I die. And <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, and, uh, well,
2: good. Well, I think this is fascinating. Thank you for talking to me, Taco. I, um,
0: pleasure, I think it's John. so
2: interesting that you're just. As out there and vibrant as ever, you've maintained this excellent career. Maybe the people in the States don't know that, but the rest of the world is benefiting from your artistry and your vision. I think that's fascinating. Thank you so much for talking to me. It's crazy to think that if I could tell the 10-year-old me who's seeing you on Solid Gold that one day you would talk to that guy, uh, my mind would be blown.
3: Look into uh, some of the music and maybe you can play some of the stuff that nobody knows.
2: That's, I, you mentioning that the taco I'm looking at it now the taco fans there yeah. are tons you're right all these demos I would love to do that um, like
3: I'm you know a song I'm very proud of is uh, for instance Close to You Bert Bacharach
2: yeah it's right here
0: Why do birds suddenly appear every time long to be close to you. On the day that you were born, the angels got together and decided to create a dream come true. So they sprinkle moon dust in your hair, gold starlight in Why? All the boys
3: okay. I, I think it's a beautiful rendition And uh, it, it's a shame that you know No company wanted to release it You know?
2: Can you at this point Kind of self-release these things Independently? I mean you could do CD Baby or some kind of a Kickstarter Or something like that? I don't know Yeah uh, That it, seems, feels like a lot of work
3: Doesn't it? It is because you know it, I didn't produce that you know so uh-huh. you have to get, talk to the producers who who did it it's a lot of work you know
2: yeah
3: you know getting all uh, all these people uh together yeah somebody has to catch on to it and say yeah. well, i'm really interested in you know putting this out and then I'll go along with it you know yeah i'm not yeah. i'm not a businessman john I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm the just tenor. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
2: I know exactly what you mean. Oh, man, it's tough, isn't it? When you just want to be creative and you just want to connect with people who want to hear it or
3: want to do it, and then all the yeah. behind-the-scenes business is involved. I don't want to do, do the business. It's so oh, God. Yeah. That's the whole problem. You know, my, my management, was, you know, he, he was a lawyer. And I, I should have had a lawyer controlling my lawyer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. By the way, I was gonna tell you I've never again, I, I'm discovering all this music that I've never been able to find on your website. I really like to tell me that you like it, LP. I really that was like a fun those, one. Really? Those songs. Yeah are so you know those first two albums as fun as they are they sound a little dated because of the style of the time or whatever not that that bothers me i love that kind of music but that there's a fuller more mature sound to me on the tell me that you like it album i really like all the stuff that's on that
0: album i feel and me i feel like Explode, uh, that's what you do to me I am saying things that you feel in your heart If your heart's beating. Needed-
3: of mine because there we really worked with you know getting away from the electronic music and getting real musicians into the studio yeah. and i i love musicians you know mm-hmm. uh when we did after eight like i told you we had about only two weeks and we worked with a little casio machine you know yeah, little real you machine, know, and, yeah. and, and, you, and you go you know it's like children music you know but here for tell me that you like it you know we you know, we had arrangers and 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 the greatest musicians we could get in Germany, uh, who flew in, and uh, so uh, you know I, I love that and and yeah, people help yeah. you know doing the Brazilian songs, uh, Mashkinada or Chove yeah, uh, Chuva. Yeah. I I got somebody in you know to to teach me the the right Portuguese and all that. Oh, actually, that was a lot of fun.
2: Those were especially I think those were my, probably those first three tracks are probably my favorites. Yeah, I really liked that one. That was great.
3: Um, did you ever hear Swing Classics?
2: Yeah, that one, I, okay, I'll just be honest with you, I found it online and I downloaded it because I didn't know how else to find it I, until I discovered your website. Prior to discovering that your music's all on your website, I didn't know yeah. where to find it, and that's how
3: I had to find that one and that was very interesting too because when when we did uh... i i did that with a, a friend of mine who was a lot younger he was he was in his early twenties when we did that and we had uh, you know first of all a lot of problems because the company said no nah, you have to be you know you have to stay to the original arrangements so people can still recognize it and uh... we had a big fight but some of the songs we had the freedom to do what we wanted and then stuff like Point Sienna came out, you know? Yeah.
0: Pointe Sienna Your branches speak to me of love Pale moon Is casting shadows from above Pointe Sienna Somehow I feel the jungle heat Within me There grows a rhythmic savage beat Love is everywhere Its magic perfume fills the air To and fro you sway my heart Since time I've learned to play. Poinciana From now until the dawning day
3: I'll learn to love forever I came up with the idea to take bolero, you know, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun and mix that with Poinciana yeah, Or that old black magic as a funk number. Good one. And yeah. so uh, so I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, we got to experiment at least on some of the songs.
2: Are all your albums freely found? In, not that there are record stores anywhere, but, I mean, anymore. But are they as obscure and hard to find in Europe as they are in the States?
3: Yeah, because, you know, if a company is not behind it anymore, mm. at the moment I don't have a record company or any yeah. kind of company. Yeah. So there's nobody out there from the officials promoting anything. Yeah. So, it's so how would someone even
2: get their hands on this stuff? I guess eBay or something? I mean, how do they... Can, yeah, they, is there a, can they buy it off you, off of the Taco website or something?
3: No, it's, it's no. an Internet thing today, you know? Uh because yeah. I didn't know if you Internet? had, like,
2: copies that you self-sold or something like that. Mm-mm. mm Bummer. It's, gotta
3: it's got to get out there. Got, yeah, I got some on in the library, but... yeah oh bummer well it is a bummer it's a a shame you know but uh, yeah yeah i like to say some of the best concerts are uh, the the free ones you know no kidding well the, the
2: it's a common topic that comes up on the podcast with pretty much everyone i talk to the current state of the music industry and because i'm talking to people who are from the 70s or 80s or 90s usually. I mean, it's a different world than they're used to, and some of them can kind of navigate it. Some of them have a really hard time. You're lucky. I mean, you've done all these other amazing things that have, you know, sustained you throughout all these years, but not everyone's even as talented as you are, and so they they don't have that opportunity. It's just a different world out there. Who knows how to navigate it, you know?
3: Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's changed completely. I mean, uh, we were very spoiled back in the 80s.
1: There you have it, Taco Ockersey. I love that guy. I think he's so funny. And I don't know why it threw me for a loop that he would be so funny, but it did. I guess I just imagined a guy who was so steeped in, like, 20s and 30s Hollywood. I don't know, maybe being a little more serious. But he was such a fun-loving guy. I really liked him a lot, even though I'm sure he thinks I'm nuts. So thank you, Taco. If this is your first time joining us, Please go back into the archives and see if there are other episodes where we talk to guests that interest you. I've mentioned it before. We try to tell the stories of the people that don't get told as often, but that deserve more attention. Fame is fleeting, so you gotta hustle, right? So go back into the archives, see if there's some other names that you recognize, and you can hear their stories. We just try to find these people that, you know, you don't hear from often enough. We have some older episodes that are no longer in iTunes. So go to the website, thehustle.podbean.com, or go into iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. If you like what you hear, write us a review. If you don't like what you hear, write us a review. Either is fine. Probably most importantly, find us on Facebook at The Hustle Podcast. You can like our page. You can stay in communication with me that way. If there's somebody that you haven't heard from for a while that you love, let me know and I'll see if I can track that person down. You can send me a message on Facebook. You can tweet me at The Hustle Pod or you can send me an email at thehustlepod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Any of those things will work. Huge thanks as always to Jan Makiewicz, Jan the Man, for producing the podcast. Thank you, Jan, for everything you do. Come back next Tuesday. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we're going to have another artist who is known by a single name only this time we're jumping to the 90s. We'll talk to you then. Thanks, everybody.